0: Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to that Trippy Show. With Iowa in the Books, we break down what it all means. Has anything changed going into New Hampshire? We also have lots of your questions to get to after we ran out of time last week. Alex, where should
1: we get started? Well, you know, after you promising that we will get to questions, we will get to questions, but
0: No, no, you're the one, you're the one who always promises we'll get to questions, and then, then we never get true. there. And they and you tell me. That we're going to get to them. So then I promise them and then you blame me. I got it. I understand.
1: I think we would feel really bad if we didn't have Sally's question this week. So we promise we'll get to it. All right. But first, let's start in Iowa. Joe, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just tried that in the intro. We saw how that worked. What did you see coming out of Iowa? Are there two tickets out? Are there three? Who's mad? Who's happy? What's going on?
0: Well, there's either two tickets out or no tickets out. DeSantis, uh... I think failed miserably as I thought he would. I I thought he was going to be worse. I thought he'd actually come in third, but it you know it it turns out as uh, we had talked a little bit about that you know Nikki Haley had the worst last 10 or 15 days in Iowa, a second worst cuz the worst last 10 days 15 days in Iowa was my guy Howard Dean in uh, in 2004. We had a miserable 10 15 days where we uh, you know, dumb things happened and we, you know, screwed ourselves up and we, we ended up just, you know, losing a third of our support. I think her comments about, uh, I, you know, it, something similar Dean said, but she she said that, uh, you know, New Hampshire would correct Iowa's mistake or, you, you know, would correct what Iowa did, which I'm sure lost her b- votes. And that's before the slavery and other stuff that, sh- that happened to her last 10 or 15 days. But I think that cost her the, uh, a second place finish. So DeSantis is dead. He's been circling the drain forever. He's still, all Iowa did is it means he can still claim to be circling the drain, but he's dead. Uh, he didn't get a ticket out. And now the only question is, uh, or will be there either two tickets out Trump and Haley or none, you know, Trump's, you know, it's over because if Trump uh, beats her in New Hampshire, then it's over. I still think that, uh, uh, that she has a, a a real shot. She'd have a better one if uh, had she taken second. I mean, she's in, she was literally in the groove. But then, uh, like a lot of candidates, once they come under that pressure and once those the spotlight comes on, uh, particularly people who've never run for president before, like uh, Howard Dean and Nikki Haley, thing in in the campaign, you have a a a campaign staff that isn't very experienced. Again, that was uh, uh the case back then case with her, bad things start to happen. You start to slide a little. And she was sliding when she needed to keep the momentum going. Uh, we'll see. I still think with Chris Sununu, governor of uh, New Hampshire, being with her, and she had a pretty strong sh- showing, particularly uh, given that both DeSantis and Trump had uh, you know stronger organizations and uh, supposedly more people who were energized to vote for them. She actually... There was a lot of energy for her. We'll see what happens. But I think uh, it's now all uh, coming down to New Hampshire. The interesting thing is Sununu has already started to lower expectations, uh, talking about how we we in the Haley campaign camp never talked about winning New Hampshire. We've always talked about a very competitive second. I hope That's got to be spin and it's got to be ec- expectation setting because it won't work. <laughs> If she comes in second, she's going to be dead. Uh, So, uh, but, you know, it's interesting to see how everybody's reacting.
1: So what about the Trump side? So if final results in case you're truly under a rock, it was, I think Trump squeaked into 51. uh, DeSantis beat Haley by two, 21-19 for second and third. I mean, if you're Trump right now, how are you feeling coming out of Iowa? Uh,
0: You know, look, they're spinning. Uh, all this was spent. I mean, the whole thing they were spending going in with, you know, gosh, the, you know, the record, the record margin was 12 points or 14 points, you know, on the Republican side. Yeah, well, I don't recall any former president running for a second term. Uh, the closest thing we had was the former vice president, Walter Mondale, who I worked for in uh, in 1984. He, he won Iowa by 32 points, uh, 49-17. This looks a lot more like that. Uh, you know, Trump being at 50, um, 51 in that range when everything's counted. Uh, you know, I tweeted about this. I said, you know, while the press fawns over Trump's margin, they're missing that 49% in Iowa chose someone else. And, and this is a party that was built in his image that everyone has been saying he owns it, it's his party, he completely controls it, everybody is subservient to him and serves him, and like I said, built in his image. But even Ron DeSantis voters picked Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. I mean, that that says something. I mean, I know people keep saying, well, DeSantis voters will move to Trump if DeSantis is out. I'm not sure Mm. about that. I think uh, people in Iowa... This tells me 49% of the people in Iowa who voted in this thing were looking for someone not Donald Trump. And that's a huge number. You know, and the other thing that was fascinating is the huge number of people who voted for DeSantis or Nikki Haley, who also uh, actually believed, Alex, I know this could be hard for you to take, actually believed that Joe Biden is the president, duly elected president of the United States. I don't think voters had voted for DeSantis and believe that Biden is the duly elected president of the United States can be counted on by Donald Trump. They,
1: yeah, I don't think home. they're going to swing back. Yeah, no. So we'll see. Absolutely not. And that,
0: and that gets you to New Hampshire again, where the numbers were already much lower. I mean, there, Trump was running around 39%, you know, high low, low 40s, high 30s uh, for support there, and so, and she was like seven points down. You know, thirty-two like percent. I think uh, to his thirty-nine in the in the last poll that I remember seeing. So, if it, you know, that's what I think we need to watch for. Is there really a some crack? You know, that we are starting to see some cracks in uh, and weakness in Donald Trump's hold. And I I think Iowa. I've always said this: Iowa, and New Hampshire. People like to, you know, look for, you know, who's the the real challenger, that kind of stuff. And that's real. That's a real thing. But I think the thing people miss is what cracks, what weaknesses in the front runner does it expose? And I think we saw some in in the Iowa results, particularly, by the way, you look at uh, cities and suburbs. Haley actually defeated uh, Trump, you know, by one vote, but she beat him in a, you know, pretty important uh, Johnson County in the other uh, places where there was urban and suburban vote, uh, the the margin was much worse for Trump, Yeah, uh, much closer. And then he really rolled it up in very rural uh, red counties where, you know, he would get literally 87% of the vote. DeSantis would get seven, she'd get three or something. So what, my, my point is he really racked up the rural vote, which we know he always does. But there were some real weaknesses that showed. I mean, this is weakness in a Republican caucus. Support for that trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing manufacturing you name it odu has got it to learn more visit odoo.com slash trippy that's o-d-o-o.com slash trippy
1: which by the way in said republican caucus the only people that actually came out to vote were the super super hardcore right. i call them professional voters right but i mean it was like 28 below. Right. I mean, it was, it was only, Joe, it was a balmy 11 below here in Chicago, but it was, it was 20, 28 below in place in Iowa. Windchill was terrible. 116,000 turned out. Yeah, no, very low. Which, to put low. that into context, right, I think 20, 2016 was a historic high. It was like 186, something like that.
0: Yeah, and we're talking almost like, you know, 40% less turnout. Now, the the, the Trump folks will, will all, you know, everybody in the GOP will say, well, it was the weather. And, you know, and, and I'm sure the weather had something to do. with it. Not, not saying that, but OK, you have this guy who's got 50 percent of the party stays with him in a we're literally only 60 percent from last time even come out. Uh, and you have a whole bunch of the people who did come out. Like you said, these are the people, you know, the diehards in the party who came out on that cold, frigid day, uh, you know, free, freezing, got out there. And large chunks, I mean, are saying, no, if it's Trump, I'm going to vote for Biden.
1: That is a really important point. Yeah. If you look at the number, so I think it ends up being like, if if it was 43% of Nikki Haley voters said they'd vote for Joe Biden in the general, that ends up being like 8% of the overall Iowa Republican electorate right. is, and, is peeling off. And there was that is crazy. And
0: there was still a fairly significant number of DeSantis voters who said the same thing. Not not nearly that yeah. many, but but in, enough that, you know, you add those things up and it's going to be, and I don't think, I know Asa Hutchinson only got 0.7% of the vote, but I don't believe the people who braved their way uh, to the Iowa caucus as Party stalwarts went there, voted for Asa Hutchinson. Are going to come back and vote for Donald Trump in the general? They may stay home. Even the ones who said they'll vote for Biden. I mean, the DeSantis voters who said they'd vote for Biden if DeSantis isn't the nominee. Look, I don't think they're going back to Trump. They may stay home. Some of them might vote for for uh, for Biden, and the same with the Haley voters. And 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 uh, this gets back to what we've been saying about Trump. His ceiling is lower. It was forty six and. 2016, it was 46.7. In 2020, I don't think it. I I I think we've all thought, uh, as we talked about this, Alex, over many episodes, that 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 has diminished, and this shows that it's diminished. I mean, that that these Haley voters that say they're going to vote for Biden, so that means you know he's he's circling around. I think 44, 45, which is a number, by the way, that you see in in a a lot of these polls uh, that he's at. I don't think he's going higher than that. It goes lower, for, lower for him, and so that's why again the third parties, the no labels, the Cornell West and the and Jill Stein's uh, RFK Jr. all are what Trump needs. He needs multiple candidates in the general election. Just by the way, as he had in Iowa to split the vote up and make it possible for him in the general to win with 44, 45% of the vote. It's just, that is his best strategy. That's why I think a lot of the Trump funders are behind those
1: guys. So you mentioned Asa Hutchinson and the internet is blowing up over this. I, I We've talked about Asa Hutchinson now longer on this show for the 10 seconds we've mentioned him than we have for the entirety of the show combined before. DNC tweeted something like, after he dropped out after Iowa, this news comes as a shock to those of us who could have sworn he had already dropped out. And then everyone got really mad at that. And I still, Joe, don't quite understand why. I think ended up the Biden's chief of staff called him to apologize. Like... What Do you you have any clue what the hell that was? Why is everyone so upset?
0: It's stupid politics. It's just dumb. I mean, one cheap shot for what? Okay, so you dig on Asa Hutchinson. I mean, what's that going to do? What's it do? And then Asa Hutchinson and his supporters are not exactly people. These are people we need to bring on side, not push away. This is something that a lot of people have been doing, you know, in other words, we're, we're so, you know, when you, when you throw in Asa Hutchinson with Donald Trump, you're, you're, you're really pushing the wrong people away. What we should be doing is embracing them. You know, it'd been better to say he's dropped out, you know, join the pro-democracy, you know, coalition Asa, you know, would have been a much smarter thing to do You know, and uh, to you know, thank him for making the fight. uh, uh, You know, at least trying to uh, take Trump on. But instead, you know, it's it's this snarky thing, and I think that's why. By the way, a lot of you you know people are going out of their way to call Asa Hutchinson in the party and say, "Hey, you know, that was dumb." And that's why. I mean, I think what is if you've been around this a long time, if you've been through the presidential fight, uh, a lot of the Like, you know, a lot of people who've run campaigns and press uh, who followed them looked at this and, you know, you know, winning elections is about addition, not subtraction. Donald Trump tends to be a subtraction artist. I mean, he he will subtract anything to make what he's got crazier, you know, and more intense. But he he subtracts. The way we get to victory in November 2024 is addition. And that means adding people like Asa Hutchinson, um, like the Larry Hogan's, if we, you know, if they at some point decide not to do the crazy no labels thing and understand that that's a threat to democracy and they actually want to save it, you know, they won't help those guys get on the ballot uh, or or run on their ticket. But, you know, the more you... You snark at them, you know. Wait, we, right. let's go try to make Larry Hogan run as a as an independent on the no labels ticket. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is this is dumb. We it it's addition, folks, and that's why I think people thought. Uh, that's why I think it got so much blowback, particularly from people who've been involved uh, before in a pre- you know at the top of presidential campaigns or in party or organizations, and just scratched their heads. Why
1: would we do something that dumb? Right. All right, Joe, we got a listener question. This is from uh, Brian in Scranton, not Scranton, Pennsylvania, but Scranton, Arkansas. Uh, Shout out to Scranton, Arkansas for being trippy show listeners. But uh, he writes in, your January 5th podcast was excellent. I agree Biden and the Democrats are in much better position than one would suspect from the tenor of the mainstream media. Good. You've been listening. Uh, By the time voters make up their minds, the public will finally realize we're in an economic boon. But your podcast did not mention The one factor that is going to make this a Democratic landslide, abortion. Democrats need to make sure the topic of reproductive freedom stays in the spotlight. We have to make sure the issue stays front and center. It'll produce the heavy turnout we need to crush these clowns. If the former guy, Trump, is the Republican nominee, this could be the biggest Democratic landslide since 64. Joe, what do you think about about Brian's question?
0: Yeah, I mean... That makes tremendous sense to me. I don't, I don't, I don't see what the question is. <laughs> uh, but no, and I mean that, and I'm not being facetious. I mean, look, uh, that's really the point here: is that you know, one, the the things that people, you know, that the the, the pundits and the and the uh, the inflation, you know, the economy's a disaster. What I've been pushing against is that that just won't be you know the way it plays out. And we're seeing even more evidence of that. Um, and why I think, you know, things will be better than they are in terms of the polling. But fundamentally, we've seen for two cycles now that ever since Dobbs now that, uh, and, you know, and the in, in the uh, the special elections this year, uh, just to con- continue to show over and over again that the Dobbs decision and the extreme, you know, six week spans, the the, uh, the DeSantis bans, uh, same in, in Texas, you know, are, are really going to crush them and be, be a big problem. But here's the interesting thing. I want to just go back to something I forgot to say about Iowa. There was a big thing, and I think it was Politico, that talked about the way the Iowa Republican electorate had changed from four years ago and how Trump had changed it in terms of who turned out and who was participating. And uh it was like this big pound the table uh thing that uh wow, it was twelve percent m- more voters who were over sixty-five years or older. So the the party had gotten older in terms of the number, the the age of people who had turned out had it really soared among old the, the very old older cohort. The other thing that they pounded the table on was that geez, I can't remember the number, but the party is much more. Uh, men than women than it was four years ago in the Iowa caucuses. And I think that might have been nine points more men. Well, there's two things that, uh, you know, When this is why I bring it back on the Dobbs decision and on the question that he asked, uh, that Brian asked. You got an electorate, we've seen this now through the two cycles in the special elections where Dobbs is really impacted and uh, Democrats have scored well beyond Biden's margin over Trump in districts and won the special elections. And at the same time, we're seeing that, remember cracks, what is, what is, what is Iowa exposing a weakness in the, in their nominee and the front runner?
1: Which is not what the media is right now. No. We've no. been talking about it. It's yeah. not what the media has said yeah. at all. This
0: is, he's, he's weakened the party by making it older and more male than it already was and at a time when, so, the, so more women, we, we also know. Look, there's two things. Older voters are dying. Younger voters are, you know, are entering the system and voting for the will be voting for the first time that. So they're in decline. But he's made his party more of those people. And at the same time, we know that, you know, in every general election, women outvote men by fairly, you know, big three, four, five point can be a big margin. They just do. They participate more. And some of it's because men die younger too. But my my point is, so in the two places that he's moved the party in a, quote, strong direction, it's actually weakened them in a general election. And so, you know, that's another thing I'll be looking for, who does vote in uh, New Hampshire. Now you'll get more independents and more moderate-leaning people voting, uh, particularly because there really isn't a primary with the, on the Democratic side at all, you know, right-in right thing for Biden. But, I, you you're, you know, it, good point, excellent point. It wasn't the point I was trying to make uh, on January 5th. I was trying to make the case about the economy, but it's an excellent point. You add the economy improving, this, uh, the way uh, Trump has, is changing the, the demographics of the party. Uh, in the wrong direction to deal with Dobbs, and now he's talking about bringing on Elise Stefanik <laughs> to 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 be his VP. thinks she's really she's got it. she's she's a she's a monster. He says so. Uh, I'm not sure that's the answer. You know, it, it, a lot of people were ready to he'll pick uh, Nikki Haley. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, you know, but maybe she's. Amb- I mean, she's ambitious, so she might do it in the sort of just to to be you know to to have a leg up on the on the 2028 election after he loses. But I don't think it's it's going to happen. You, you know, we'll see. But I one very good point. You're right to call call me out for missing that or not explaining it better. Uh, but uh, I I do think raising it right now is really good is an excellent time to raise it because. Of those numbers, in terms of how how Trump is changing the party in the wrong direction to take on and answer that question, I think Democrat it's going to be another uh, big plus for Democrats.
1: Well, well, here's here's an example. Here's some hard data on on why it's going in the wrong direction. Uh, our friend uh, John Delavolpe over at the Harvard Institute of Politics uh, just came out with another poll. I think this was actually mid December, so just as a little. Stretching in a little bit, but basically he looked at young people and their attitudes towards and basically all the issues and, and how likely it was going to make them to vote. And I'm just going to read you some of these. Eight to 18 to 29 year olds, twice as likely to describe themselves as pro-choice than pro-life. And then over half of registered young voters say they will definitely vote next year if an abortion-related referendum is on their state ballot. I know there's several. I know Democrats are trying to get more on. And this doesn't quite get to voting, but it's those numbers under the hood, Joe, that I think are really important. 69% of women, 18 to 29, and 55% of young men say that access to reproductive health care is important when choosing where to call home. Uh, and a majority say it's very important. When you add all of those things up, it is very clear that if you see any polls that show Trump winning with young people, MAGA Republicans winning with young people, you can just throw them out the window, right?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, look, this is the whole, it it is like you said, looking at the numbers under the hood. Sure, there there may not be, uh, you know, I mean, there may be, I think there was one that looks like they've got enough signatures in Florida, for example, and there may be more initiatives. But OK, in a state that doesn't have an initiative process, there's no way that abortion will not in the Dobbs decision isn't going to be a big part of the debate uh, in the presidential election. It's going to happen. It's not front of mind right now. It will be the same with the economy. You know, this is how this thing, it changes right now. That's not the focus. It will be. And when you look at these numbers, I mean, yes, I mean, even the number of uh where where we talk about two thirds of uh of uh the younger voters uh say they're pro-choice uh, would describe themselves more pro-choice than twice as many as pro-choice as they would describe themselves as pro life that that's pretty close to to everybody yeah i mean the the numbers decline a little bit with age on that number, but not that much i mean you know so like whether it's fifty eight uh, 38 or something like that, the majority of voters at post Dobbs are coming down you know, on the pro-choice side of, uh, of that issue. That will be an issue. It, you know, it's 69% of women aged 18 to 29, 53% of young men, same thing. As you said, there's no way that won't be. I mean, first of all, once you know that fact, how lousy a campaign you have to run, Right. To not to not make sure that every single one of those women and young men know, you know, that the danger that Trump having more judicial appoint, appoint, uh, appointments uh beyond in- empowering, you know, even more draconian mm-hmm. state and national national ban and the kinds of things that the, the MAGA cult wants. So it, that's going to be out there. there. That campaign will happen. And he is going to lose that campaign.
1: Trump's out there literally saying stuff like, "For fifty-four years, they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, and I did it. Yeah, and I'm proud to have done it. It was a miracle. Yeah, because right that's now, a seven-second ad right there. Okay. It's free. Yeah, anybody can have it. Go use it. Yeah,
0: because right now he's trying to keep get get DeSantis voters to come home. You know, uh, you know any anybody right. he's trying to like guard on his right from DeSantis so he can push her. It this is that whole thing that the the longer this kind of fight goes on, even you know, when mm-hmm. people. If Nikki Haley beats him in New Hampshire and it only goes on another month until South Carolina, and he's the nominee, it you know that month there's a long time here where though these weaknesses get in, in wedge things start to to you know get, get even a little bit more stark, and you start to bleed some voters, and that's what he's starting to worry about. That uh, you know he start first started out as you know like trying to like do like basically trying to moderate. He went after. Right. Uh, DeSantis as, you know, as being, you know, too, uh, cons- us, uh I think it's six abortion weeks, ban, I I think, is too far. Yeah. yeah. Too far. And so, uh, you know, that's like you said, he's already backing off of that. Now he's got to go the other way. Uh, start to, as DeSantis was coming up. He starts to claim, you know, no, I was the one I appointed those three judges. I'm the one who got it done. And look, I, I don't care, if he came out tomorrow and said he's for a, a compromise of 16 weeks, because that's you know, he's he's gone to doctors, he's talked to some women, he's decided that 16 weeks would be the right compromise. There is no one, first of all, the the pro-life
1: side says, What the <laughs> right. And they just go sit home.
0: And who would believe it? I mean, you you appointed, yeah, yeah, the you you Pointed the three judges that overturned, da, you, you know, that ruled on Dobbs so over overturned Roe v. Wade, Way, yeah. and um, and we're gonna like, oh yeah, when you get in there, you'll you'll do this really moderate. It's not gonna work. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is like, no, this is his. Uh, I I mean, I agree with Brian. This is this uh, this is why, and I think Simon Rosenberg's been onto this too. This is why I thought, you know, in a two-person race with Trump's ceiling being around 45, 46, you know, maybe he could get to 46, but 45-ish, that Biden would get to, could get to 53. I mean, I know Simon wants to, you know, try to get to 55, but I think 50. i yeah. take
1: 53 right now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: But uh, the problem is uh, the third parties. I mean, I think that's the biggest, you know, I mean, yep. now, so, you know, now Brian will be, I, I don't want Brian to be coming back and saying, you know, on our, our excellent episode this week, we did not, We did not talk enough about the third
1: party threat
0: because it is the it remains for me the number one threat to uh, that that might allow uh, Trump back in.
1: Well, we've got we've got more on that, which we'll save for a future show. But, Joe, I can't we can't end this show, even though we're running tight on time. Uh, When we get a message from Sally, who I'm referring to Sally Ford as this podcast godmother, which you can explain that.
0: But she is the godmother of this podcast.
1: When she she writes, we listen and her point was basically and she sent us an email in all caps saying trump is the incumbent republican candidate because the media keeps saying things like and i think this was a dan balls line but she said if she pointed out his line saying if trump wins new hampshire he'll be the first non-incumbent republican to carry the first two states on the calendar since the caucuses gained prominence in the 1970s i think her point is yeah he's the incumbent do not talk about him like he's some underdog Whatever. No, this and is it's true, party. and this
0: is why I said in the beginning on the Iowa results, when they're all saying, you know, bragging about his margin, we have never had a former president of the United States contest the Iowa caucuses, okay? We've never had a former president of the United States contest the New Hampshire primary or, or for the nomination, period. The closest thing we ever had to that on either side was former vice president Walter Mondale. And so when you look at it, when you treat it that way, and you look at what his margin was in Iowa, I know I was in the state for him. It was 49 to 17. Well, it looks pretty damn close to 50-21 or 51-21. And by the way, we started, We, we you know, it, the rest of the party had decided that, hey, we don't want the former vice president to be our nominee. I'm looking for someone else. They looked for... People that were, had a lot of the same policies as him, uh, people who were more conservative, more left, you know, whatever. Uh, a lot like with Nikki Haley and, and uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. But in the end, those people who had voted against, you know, ba- basically voted in those primaries against uh, Mondale, looking for somebody else, were the reason that later on, Ronald Reagan won 49 states. Um, and so I think that's the thing that everybody's been missing. Sally's right. And she is the godmother of this podcast. Her son, Matt, uh, uh, was uh, one of the people who, yeah, it was his idea yeah. for, t- for us to do the podcast. And he produces it with a lot of other good people he's pulled together. Uh, and we're grateful to that. And uh, Mike Ford, Matt's uh, father, who, who uh, passed away. Uh, several years ago, was my mentor for decades in the Kennedy and Mondale campaigns and was there with Howard Dean and, uh, and just about anything important I ever did. Uh, he taught me so much. And so it's just it's just been a blast working with Matt. And it was so fun uh, to see S- Sally weigh in with a, a question this week. So we love you guys and uh, hope to see you soon.
1: All right, Joe, that's a great place to end this week.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. This podcast will always be free with the support of our advertisers. It's part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at resolutesquare.com slash trippy. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And you can always send us a question to that Show at gmail.com or leave us a question in the review on iTunes. We'll see you next week.